We are live, folks. We are. We are. Are you sure? I'm. Sh- I'm. Pr- I'm pretty sure. I didn't even know you were here. I'm like, what? Who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Usually, nobody knows I'm here. Is that I'm Murphy. Yeah. We yeah. Let you out, you, we let you out of the cage. Uh, for for this uh, this special day, this glorious day, yes, you let me out of the cage. Dared to put me in front of a microphone. Your name is Brian Murphy. I'm Mike Crawford. This is the Young Jerks. We're at Vera Life, and we're in Massachusetts. Special broadcast Wednesday afternoon. Took the day off for work. Nice. nice. Very What's nice. Up? Are you happy today? I am happy. I am happy. I, you know, we, we, we don't get to do these very often, but uh, when we do, you know, we, we have a good time. Um, but I'm just real excited for the guests that we have lined up. Yeah, we um, have a huge show. We got a bunch of guests here. We got uh, two select men. Uh, we got Jim Bogasani, my old friend, uh, who led the campaign to legalize cannabis in Massachusetts. Uh, he, we've been doing a lot of things together with him uh, across the state. It's yep. funny. So we're going to catch up today with him. Um, but it's funny. As soon as we go live, the trash truck shows up. Uh, I, yeah. And that's all I, I can hear. I know, right? Right. So, they, but it's okay. They'll yep. be gone soon. I'm sure no one can hear them in the background. Just us. It's just us, man. Yeah. It's, we'll yep. be fine. We're uh, locked in. Yeah, so with the Young Jerks, we got some people uh, standing by, so we should get to them, right? We should, but let's start off by introducing Shelly. That's right. From Vera Life. That's right. Hi, Shelly. Hi, guys. My name is Shelly Stormo. I'm the uh, East Coast District Manager for Vera Life, and um, we've been open for medical sales since May of 2019 and for adult use sales since um, December 21st of 2019. And you're still doing medical and recreation? Oh, here? we sure are. We love our medical patients, and we're just welcoming a new family of our recreational customers into the building every day. Very cool. So, Very cool. But we're excited to have you guys here today. We have a food truck on site uh, today. We'll have one on site again tomorrow. We've got our uh, friends at GTI, Rise Holdings here, as well as Liberty. Uh, and PAX will be here tonight with their PAX Eras and doing some really cool la- laser engraving from 4 to 8. Awesome. So we have a great program here today. Yeah, nice. we do. I can't wait for the food. What's the food truck about? Like, what kind of food? You have already had it, have you, Murph? I sure have. Uh, they are amazing pulled pork tacos. Oh, boy. Soft soft taco shell with some nice coleslaw in there. Ooh. Uh, tasty. I like, tasty you know, stuff. I like, I love, like, that sounds good to me. Yeah. And uh, and they, they've hooked it up for their for the customers. So you come out, you, you, you come in. You you order your your goodies, your flour, your edible, your your uh, oils, especially oils. This is National Dab Day. Yeah, it is seven ten, uh, right? What's that? July tenth, seven ten. That's right, that's right. That's so why we're here today. That is why we're here to that's celebrate celebrate Dabbing the vape up. life. <laughs> vape vape on your way to the Cape is uh, is what we're doing here. Are you uh, are you vaped up yet, or are you? I, you know, man, I, I, I wanted to hit my marks today and oh. be, be, you know, clear and level. I know, I know you probably I have to get medicated to hit my marks. That's the way I feel. It's like maybe a little bit of a crutch, but it just makes me feel a little, you know, whatever, whatever it takes for a good show, man, I, right. is what I want you to do. <laughs> um, but so yeah, you want me to smoke before my show is basically what you're saying. Is, if, because you've done that before 100% of your shows, don't change now. Don't change now. <laughs> you notice it doesn't, like, I'll be wicked nervous about, like, certain people coming on the show, like the big guest, but then I'll, like, smoke up. <laughs> and I'm like, what are they thinking? Like, they're sitting next to me and all, like, you know, elected officials. Oh, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> yep. Um, Most of them never comment on it, though. No. I mean, because, you know, you're, you, you, once you get into it, you get going and you're good, you yeah. know? But, uh, but Shelly, so, yeah. so yeah, tell yeah, us. Get tell back to the guests. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, 
so what uh, what else you guys got going on uh, in the community? Uh, you know, in, here here at Verily, it's a beautiful, uh, nice little little store you got inside. I love how you got kind of the uh, the aisle for medical, and then you got the aisle for adult use, and it has been jamming all day long. I've just been you know since I've been here setting up. Just a steady stream of customers. Everybody walking out with a big smile. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think our, our biggest asset is our team. Yep. Um, our folks inside are amazing. Um, you know, we've established an atmosphere where pe people want to come to work, and that's really rare these days. Yep. But we're really lucky to do what we do. So um, this, the goal of kind of our events over the next few days is to get people educated about concentrates. Um, and we have an education table in the back where uh, Chris, one of our associates, is helping people understand what dabbing is, um, how to best get started, and we've got some bundles going on to help people who are just starting or people who are maybe a little more experienced in this area. So cool. we're trying to you know, inform people that it's a really great alternative to flour mm -hmm. um, and uh, kind of reduce some of that stigma around uh, dabbing and concentrates. So cool. that's our goal here. Um, but again, our folks inside, we're having a good time. Um, anyone's welcome to come down and see us. We're, we're really lucky to be located on the water. So we're literally looking out right now. Beautiful um, view. Onto the water. Nice yep. breeze. Nice breeze. Beautiful There's fishermen breeze. on the pier oftentimes. Yep. Um, we love to be in Wareham. We're right on Main Street. So unlike a lot of, a lot of other dispensaries in the industrial areas, we're right on Main that's, Street. That's what I want to ask next. Right next is, to the hospital. Because this, this is the first thing I thought of when I came down here. Because we've been going to different cities and towns about licensing and the issue always comes up especially with recreational now especially with the first few dispensaries that open being you know huge traffic jams parking concerns and like this came up in Haverhill this comes up every city city and town and so I come down here and you guys are downtown there's not a lot of parking but you're open for recreational how like how are you doing it how is it working out because it seems like it's working out i don't see a big traffic jam here you know we've been really really lucky um we've worked in concert with the wareham police department and the board of selectmen since we opened or since before we opened and really just made sure everyone was comfortable with our plans so originally we had an off-site parking lot with a shuttle here uh -huh. so we did that for a while um and then we tried to secure you know as you can see there's not a lot of parking near here period um, we tried to secure a parking lot. Um, we do have a small lot secured downtown, but the community is happy to have this influx of people for the most part. The business owners are happy to have cool. folks walking down Main Street, you know, looking at their stores, buying their food. So we see ourselves and, you know, as an asset to the community. Awesome. And I, we love to be in Wareham. I mean, everyone's so friendly. Uh, we've really had no issues. Um, and I think if you spoke with the police chief or the board of selectmen, you'll find uh, that same I know we have a really good working relationship with them. What would your advice to like other select bin towns? We have a lot of uh, like elected officials, people like that, that you know are involved in local town government, and they're looking at the same thing. Uh, and oftentimes, like you said, a lot of times it's regulated just to the industrial zone. But there's been a push now to why not downtown because this is where people are. Right. People are already there, working down there, yeah. uh, walking. You know, people live downtown. I notice a lot of people have been walking here. Um, right. So what would your advice be to other cities and towns deciding this on whether to allow it downtown versus an industrial zone? I mean, I would say, you know, reach out to um, the Board of Selectmen here, to the police chief here in Wareham and talk to them, you know, first first person about how it's gone. Um, and I and I really think as communities get more comfortable with this and as it becomes the new normal, it's going to open up. 
it's just a matter of when. Um, and I think, you know, as I said, we're just, we're so grateful and lucky to be where we are today. Um, we've get, we're getting a bunch of tourists through, a lot of people from other states on their way down to the Cape. Yep. Um, so to be able to be a part of their experience and their vacation, and sometimes the first time they've ever been in a dispensary, uh, is pretty incredible. That's cool. You know, I also That's think cool, yeah. still the majority of our customers are, you know, probably 45 and older. So it's not kind of the standard maybe customer that people would think would come into a recreational cannabis shop. So mm -hmm. uh, these people have been waiting sometimes, you know, 30, 40 years for this to become legal. So for them, it's like Disneyland. So we love to be, uh, we're honored to be part of that experience. Uh, and provide them with quality products and a huge range of products. Um, we pride ourselves off carrying some of the, what we think are some of the best cultivators across the state. Mm -hmm. um, so they can come to this store and really get a variety of products from, uh, from all across Massachusetts. Cool, cool, yeah. And uh, I know some of, some of those very, very same cultivators and suppliers are, are here today. Um, I know uh, Liberty is a co-sponsor of the broadcast, um, and you guys work with as well as GTI. As well as GTI, yep. Yes. So um, that's cool, and yeah, it's uh, you know I've seen them kind of come up, and they you know they park right out front here. They got their their totes. Yep. And uh, got the drill down by now. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, so cool. So. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, and we, you know, we got, uh, as we've been saying, we got a, a, a pretty cool we got a, conversation. We got a full schedule going here. A full schedule? We're going to be here, it looks like two to at least five, maybe even six o'clock. We're going to be here for a while. Uh, if people, I notice a lot of people are watching online right now. Share this with your friends. Yep. And uh, take a break when we take a break, because we're going to like, we're going to bring some more guests on. It's going to be a quick break, like two minutes. So, like, if you need to run to the bathroom, yep, that will be the time to do so. We, we want you to stay with us. Uh, we, all, we already see a lot of comments and questions. We'll try to read some of them and do our best today. Yep. Right? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. When we have cool. a phone number, too, people can call in. We will be taking calls. 502-501-3477. 502-501-3477. Uh, we're going to not take calls right now, but in a few minutes. Yep. In a few minutes, we'll start taking calls. Uh, we have a lot of guests today. We also have um, Sandy coming in. Yes. From Airy Bliss. Irie Bliss, yes. Yeah, I, did I say that right? We said that wrong. You, say said, it. you said it Airy, which is like the Irish, Irish you Irish? know, the Irish Irie? fairy Irie? thing. Yeah. We'll say it right. Irie. Irie, Irie Bliss. Irie, oh, yeah. Irie Bliss Irie. Wellness. Yeah. You know, I should know that because I went to Jamaica and they're like, Irie Bliss, man. Irie, <laughs> Irie. I don't know. <laughs> I'm awful. But uh, thank you, Murphy. You you did something here. I hey, you got I, all the sponsors out, and you corrected me on my one. Uh, yeah, I, I you know I usually instead of instead of having to try and do hand signal corrections for you oh, now, now I, I can can't see you, which is awesome. You you're gonna go over there, and I'm not gonna see you the rest of the show until it's all over. And then you can tell me about all my screw ups then. Exactly. Instead of during the show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is but fun. We're yeah. having fun today. We are. And yeah. uh, I'm gonna definitely eat some of that. Uh, that taco is that what we're calling it? A taco? Oh yeah, the pulled pork tacos, man. Pulled pork tacos. Do it up, do it oh up. And they are they are slinging them. They you know they know that we're here doing our thing. So they said, tell your people to come by, grab as many as they want. I might so have to bring some home if Carmelita sees because she'll be upset. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, and maybe for the, some for the dogs too. No, I don't know. Did the, the, the dogs? Did the dogs get that pulled pork? Be good for them. Yeah, we'll uh. see. Uh, so yeah, we're, we, this is awesome. We're we're the Young Jerks. We're live at Vera Life, and we're in Massachusetts. Uh, we got Jim Bogasani coming up from Prime Point Strategic Media. 
Uh, we're going to talk to Mitzi Hollenbeck later. She's a CPA with Citroen Cooperman. Uh, we're going to speak to two city, not city, <laughs> town of Wareham Selectman. I'm so used to saying Boston City. I know, right, right. We, we are. These, these are Wareham, uh, Ware, Wareham Selectman. And uh, one of them is with the Mass uh, Massachusetts Municipal Association, Alan Slavin. Uh, we also have Peter uh, Teitelbaum here. They're all uh, standing by watching us right now. Yep. So we're yep. going to bring them on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to thank you so much, uh, uh, Megan, who's also here. Yep. Shout out to Megan. And uh, Shelly from Verilife. Shelly Storm. Yep. And Anything else you want to leave us with before we do the transition, Shelly? You know, just have a great time. And all of our listeners, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having yeah. us. Yep. And we'll, ha we'll have you back on uh, to, to wrap things up. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah. I think uh, that is my cue to return to my cage <laughs> and get out of get out of your sight, out of your hair. Let you I, do you your know, thing. We should even make fun of cages because that's I, you know, I, now it, now I'm correcting myself because that's not even a funny thing anymore. It's it's really not. You no, know, it's really about not. It. Yeah, I think people know what I'm referring to. Uh, yeah, without even bringing us there. Now we're gonna go on a down note. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Return, return me to my. We are having a good time. <laughs> we are. We're gonna have a great we time. We never you forget guys, about yeah. people though yeah. who are marginalized. Believe yeah. me. Even though when we're having a good time. Yep. Totally. Shelly, thank you. Thank you guys. Have a great thank day. You, Shelly. You stay where you are. You can keep. Yeah, keep we're chatting it up, and I, we're, we're gonna do our on, little right? transition here. We're gonna keep it live, keep the cameras rolling, and bring in our next slate of guests. Awesome. We're still live. Perfect. I wasn't sure. <laughs> this is funny. Um, we're on the fly and we're having fun here. Again, the phone number, 502-501-3477. If you want to call in, we're the Young Jerks. My name is Mike Crawford. I'm the host. I'm joined by three awesome gentlemen here. Uh, I'm going to start from the far end. He's with Prime Point Strategic Media. I know him best for the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol. Uh, the winning campaign that legalized cannabis in Massachusetts I worked with him a lot uh, on that campaign. He was someone that was in, you know, what I really like about him is he's always in communication with me, unlike a lot of other campaigns where sometimes they look at you as the enemy, even though you're not. He was always working with me. I really like this guy, Jim Bogazani. Uh, and, and he's also been working around the state. We keep running into each other in places like Haverhill. Uh, thank you, Jim. What's up? You're welcome. Uh, glad to be here. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, right next to him, Actually, I want to make sure I got this right. Are you Al? You are Alan, right? He's Alan. Yeah, that's Last right. I got it right. I got it right. Where I'm selected in uh, with the MMA Massachusetts Municipal Association, Alan Slavin, uh, Warren uh, Wareham Selectman. What's what Massachusetts Municipal Association? What's your role there? What what is that? I'm on the board of directors there. I'm also on the Mass Selectman's Association. I represent. Uh, District 4, which is Plymouth County, Cape and the Islands for all the selectmen. Okay. I'm also the current SERP chair of the SERPED Commission, among other things. Murph, can you turn the headphones up? I can't hear anything over here. Thank you, Murph. <laughs> uh, Are they plugged in? No? Is that the issue? All right, perfect. Uh, 
You probably yeah. shouldn't pay him the big bucks. There we go. That. Can you guys hear hear yourselves now? Hear you now. Yeah, actually, yes. you can drop it a little bit. Yeah, but that that's good though. It's not too bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. No. <laughs> Something going on. But yeah, the reason I asked MMA because that, that for a lot of us in the cannabis uh, cannabis reform, a lot of people don't like the MMA. Well, you have to remember that only a, por- you know, a set portion voted yes in, in the vote. So you have many towns that when I go to the board meetings, uh, don't basically uh, have anything to do with it. That's good. And we also, some of us uh, do mention thank you very much because we'll be glad to take the money. Right. And but, so you, you yeah. But ahead. it's, it's con- it, you know, it, it's a moral and ethical thing for a lot of people. It's not an in- easy industry for a lot of people to accept. And for a lot of other people, it's nothing. You know, so it's simple as that. But at the end of the day, you know, for myself as a selectman and Peter, uh, 57% of the people in Warham voted yes. Our job is to do what the people tell us to do. Uh, the 43% probably don't get represented the way they want, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's just the majority rules. And did you vote yes for it? I voted no, actually. Okay. Interesting. So, but now you did support Verilife opening? Yes, because basically it was it was medical, and I have friends and people I know that have been using the, the oils and stuff for medical for quite a while, and uh, it does actually have benefits. I have concerns about the retail only because when you have people that are not really strong in character and stuff, uh, like smoking cigarettes, alcohol, it's easy to abuse it if you're not careful what you do. And I just feel as though there's a lot of people out there it's a problem, but that's just my own personal belief. I can't take my personal belief and make it happen to the people that I represent. Did you oppose uh, Verilife uh, open a rec here? Because uh, now no. they're open? Okay, no. so you, you were a yes vote on that? Yeah, once the town, once the town voted, they wanted marijuana. That's, that's the end of the game. Okay, awesome. I like that answer, even though, you know, we're, all, we're on the opposite side at one point, but that's fine. Uh, and okay, so now we have another uh, Wareham. I'm gonna. I keep saying Wareham wrong. I think I'm trying to say it right. Wareham. Yeah, could be Wareham also. Depends what you want. Really? It doesn't no. matter. Depends on what part of town you're from. No. No. <laughs> depends where you were born. <laughs> I come from towns like that. It depends on what part. If you're born of the town in New York, you'll say Wareham. If you're Massachusetts, you should say Wareham. Even though the Boston media, they've been good for the past ten years. But I used to call up all aggravated that they were saying Wareham, and I'd say it's not yeah. Wareham. Wareham. <laughs> So you're uh, also a uh, Wareham selectman, yep. Peter Teitelman. Yep, I'm also the chairman of the Redevelopment Authority in town, so I get, I've got dual hats. Okay, and so you s- supported this dispensary, opening recreational medical? Yeah, I, I voted to legalize. Uh, I supported uh, the medicinal opening here. Uh, I supported the, uh, the zoning change that allowed the uh, retail to be regulated in terms of the number of uh, establishments we would allow and the location of the establishments. So I, I worked hard on that. Uh, we actually had a special town meeting last year in March uh, because we had nothing in place. Uh, essentially, people could have come in here and located anywhere and we had no limit on the numbers. So we, we worked with, uh, Alan of course was working with the state people, uh, so we, we figured out uh, one of the things we were just talking about with Jim earlier was uh, you know how many should we allow if we go with the 20% of your liquor retail store. liquor package store licenses, we came out at like 2.4 or something like that. So we rounded up to three. Uh, this is one of the three. We've got two more in the pipeline that are in basically in opposite ends of the town. This is pretty much the center of town. Uh, not just that it's Wareham Center, Wareham Village, but geographically it's pretty much the center of town as well. Uh, we've got one that 
pending that's uh, the other side of Route 195 in the industrial park, and we've got a third one pending down on Cranberry Highway, maybe about a mile and a half from the Buzzards Bay born line. Now we hear, like, uh, you guys, are, you know, we're downtown with Barrel Life, and I noticed there's not a heck of a lot of parking here. Uh, every city and town that we go to, parking, especially with downtown locations, becomes a big issue. Have you guys had parking concerns here? Or well, like, what, what's, what's the fallout there? It's really easy. We have to give credit to our acting police chief, John Walsick. John went out to Northampton and Leicester, Leicester, I guess, depending how you want to pronounce it, and sat down with the police chiefs and asked them what was going on. We were number three opening in the state. Now, the other two came first. They had all kinds of parking issues. Uh, so John basically recommended the company that was working at Leicester, and we had them come in and initially, uh, we had a shuttle system, which is down on Cranberry Highway in East Wareham, the water whiz. They were using that parking, then busting them back and forth. Then that wasn't working out for Vera Life, and we switched over, and we leased them at a pretty reasonable rate, I thought. Uh, the Tremont Nail Factory, which is temporary because that was gonna be reconstructed, and gave them parking there with a shuttle. Uh, and that's a town-owned property, just to interject. Yeah, and then uh, basically at that point, it was still, you know, kind of a problem for the company. It's a lot of extra expense and everything else. So I worked with a property right down the street here about possibly cleaning it up and putting a temporary parking area. Uh, it went before ZBA and some of the property owners down the way were objecting to a parking lot. So at that point there, the discussion with the Board of Selectmen and the town administrator in particular was that, you know what, we have plenty of parking downtown. Uh, we were looking at it. I was figuring we had to have places for 30 to 40 cars on an average constantly. And uh, it's worked out fine. We don't have issues. They have, uh, they, they lease a piece of property, a company called GAF Engineering. They hardly ever have to use that. As you can see, people are just parking in the back of the town here. They walk over, That's walk That's what back. I've been noticing is people and have just been walking down. Yeah, the only thing we have is that Verilife had to pay for a one police detail right across the street here because with the way the traffic comes across, even though there's a crosswalk, the crosswalk's more like an area, here's where you're gonna hit with somebody, because sure. they don't stop. So with the policeman there, that's a safety issue, that's it, everything else is, well. I mean, there's no issue anymore, period. We were hoping for more business to generate downtown, because people are walking in and out, but I found so far, most of the people coming here, they're in, they get their products, and they're in their car and gone. Sure. Yeah, that, it's gonna have to be a grassroots amongst the businesses themselves to, to get together and come up with promotional flyers, things like that, and then make them available to Verilife. Because Shelly's more than happy to pass those sorts of things out. I've had that conversation with her several times. Uh, it's just we've got to get the businesses to, to sort of join together and do that. Um, now that it's summer, I'm hopeful that uh, you know if I go talk to the businesses, they'll, they'll get going on it because this certainly is the peak season to come down here. Uh, the other thing uh, I'd like to do is, you know, we've got people coming down to our town, spending money here. Uh, We've got unbelievable beaches. We've got great coastline. I mean, we're basically Cape Cod without the, the traffic on the bridges. That's right. And we need to That's sort of... Like. Yeah, really I mean... This know, is beautiful. I mean, yeah. I gotta say, if you haven't been to Wareham, you should definitely check it out. It's closer than the Cape on the Cape. You know what I mean? It's, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, we're cheaper. We're, we're easy to get to. Uh, I think with some instances, we're friendlier. Um, and so, you know, I'd, I'd like to parlay this, this operation uh, into more more of a tourist promotional aspect as well definitely jim uh, you you probably have a lot to add on this conversation what do you, you know i'm i'm just real happy to see a rational approach i was, I was you know 
talking to Alan and Peter earlier, and you know, we've seen so many towns, the initial reaction is fear. I understand that. You know, um, you don't come out of a hundred years of hysteria, you know, without some hangover, if you will. Uh, but what we're seeing now, we're seeing the what might happen being replaced by what is happening. And you're hearing these guys talk about what is happening. Uh, we're not seeing any sales to underage kids. We're not seeing people hanging out and, and use. Have, has there been any consumption that you guys are aware of? No. See, no. You know, you, we hear from towns, what about people consuming? We're worried about that. We just haven't seen that. So we're looking at the, the reality of a rational approach to regulated cannabis here. And I think it's a good look. And I think it's an educational look. And I want to see more people, more municipal officials, look at a town like Wareham and say, this is how you do it. This is why we think a legal system is much better than a legal system. It's here anyway. How do you want to approach it? And Definitely. I think this is, you know, congratulations. The specifics to like on parking and, and Dr. the police chief of Wareham, I think is very helpful. Uh, we have a phone call. Who's on the line right now? This is Big Ed. Big Ed, what do you got? I, I, I was just going to... Uh, probably pivot to what you because I, I see a lot of comments online and I kind of think I know where you're going to go so why don't you do it so I don't have to what do you what do you want to talk about I already know but I don't know if I guess well, to so 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 why don't you well, throw I it have up? two questions two questions one uh, they mentioned that there is a police detail being paid by very life for the traffic well the three percent that they are getting paid is supposed to cover any of those costs such as police details so is that an extra fee now on top of 3% or whatever else they're charging to these, you know, licensees? No, it's not an extra fee. It's something that Verilife actually stepped up uh, and suggested they do. We didn't actually initially ask for it uh, because it would have been a safety issue. And yes, I understand where you're going with it, but this is something they thought would be a benefit to them and to the community. Well, Verilife can't afford that. There's a lot of small companies that cannot, and that's what the 3% is supposed to cover. So it really is an extra payoff to the town. Well, actually, the payoff isn't directly to the town. It goes uh, to the detail officer. Uh, that's, you know, in other words, these, these officers that are out there are not on regular shift. They're not on regular duty. Uh, they're working on their own time, uh, essentially almost independent, if you will. Uh, so the, the town does not benefit in the least from having a detail officer out there. Also, just as another point so you understand, uh, the police officers that are out there could be any one of four or five towns in the area. They're not necessarily a Warham policeman. They could be a state policeman. They could be from Carver, Rochester, Bourne, etc. It's really an outside right, and service. I, and I am, I am, right, and I understand that perfectly. They, they deserve to get paid. They're doing a job, and it's a job that's needed. But that is why the CCC implemented a 3% fee to the towns to cover any of those costs. Big Ed has a excellent point we're looking at the legislation says that that three percent has to be directly related to actual costs to a town there's going to be a, a, a reckoning i think in five years when towns actually show the costs of some of these establishments it might be nothing it might be a little bit uh it will certainly probably not be equal to three percent the towns are asking on the other hand you want to be good neighbors, you want to be a good civic neighbor, a good business neighbor. A company like Verilife wants to do everything right, uh, but it, it, Big Ed's point is, is very well taken. Well, thank you. Anything else you want to add or uh, ask Big Ed? 
Well, I was just asking because I don't know. I didn't actually read the regulations or any of the host agreements from Wareham, but are they demanding or asking for more than 3% total fees? No. That's fine. All, All right, right, gentlemen. Thank you. I, and I like that. Thank you, Ed. I like that answer, too, because you guys were one of the first. You probably could have charged more because you were one of the first. So. Yeah, but we really knew up front that you had to have a justifiable base because we knew coming in that that 3% piece, you, you're going to have to justify it. You're going to have to justify it you know, based on increased cost in ambulance service, fire, police, accident stuff, anything that can relate to a possibility you know, of marijuana is in the background, like alcohol is, et cetera. Uh, and unfortunately in Wareham, if you take our population base and compare it against New Bedford or Fall River as a percentage and look at the number of calls the Wareham Fire and Police Department have, we're actually equal or a higher percentage. So this is an unusually busy town. We probably exceed five or six towns around us in total calls. So, so it's a big cost. So we have a substantial cost as it is, and we're basing it off what we already experienced as it is. Excellent. And, you know, I... You know, people who are listening, or you know, this has become a big issue for someone like Big Ed because he's looking to open up his own, and and a lot of folks feel like the smaller guys are getting shut out because the fees are too high and only the big guys can get in and afford it. But you guys seem to like you did the right thing early on. I, I like it so far. I mean, well, one of the one of the three uh, retail retail licenses and host community agreements we've entered into uh, is with uh, a guy who's about forty years old. Uh, he's a graduate of Wareham High School. He lives over in Rochester now. Uh, he is a local guy. He's somebody who actually did time for growing pot, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, and I would consider him a small guy yeah. in, in that sense. Uh, he's, he's not a corporation. He's not coming in from some state where he's already got 15 pot shops, you know, like Colorado or Oregon or Washington. And so I, 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 I was happy to, to uh, be one of the people voting to give him a, the host community agreement. Because that, that's another question for you, for all of all three of you. I'll throw it out there for you. Um, how do we level the playing field? How do we make sure everyone that has a skill that wants to open up shop can? It seems like you know people of color, people who have been jailed, they're not the ones who have gotten to open so far. So how do we kind of work on that? You, you probably can control that a little more on the retail. But as far as the growing and manufacturing, um, if you look at what's happened in Canada, when a big beverage company gets sold to a U.S. company in preparation that U.S. government's going to make this legal, uh, I'm going to, I would bet money anybody wanted me that within two or three years, once that happens, you're going to find some very large beverage companies or pharmaceutical companies buying up everything they can get their hands on. Uh, they're going to make those offers you can't refuse. I know several people that have retail licenses have offers on the table for millions of dollars to sell. So as much as I like to say that it would be great to do it that way, uh, at the end of the day, this is all based on money, and money speaks. It does, and, and the other, the interesting thing too, and sort of the elephant in the room nobody wants to talk about, is what the federal government might do down the road. Uh, if you wind up uh, seeing marijuana legalized at the federal level and the ability to move it across state lines, Nobody's going to pay to run a warehouse in uh, Wareham, Massachusetts, and deal with uh, the cost of heating a place in the winter and all the other stuff. Uh, you know, our higher cost per kilowatt hour, uh, all the different variables that make this an expensive place to live, uh, and grow, try to grow marijuana. These whatever is happening here is going to be bought up, 
and it's going to be moved to the southwest or the south. Or Mexico, or, maybe. Or Me yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, outside. I mean, yeah, you're, that's, you're that's no kilowatts there. They already, they already yeah. got it there. That'll yeah. be the next NAFTA is, you know, where the weed comes from. Right. Uh, but, 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 you know, that's a possibility. And that's something that I know that, uh, you know, I believe our, our U.S. senators uh, are considering, you know, the possibility of introducing legislation to legalize marijuana at the federal level. Please don't. And a lot of it, Mike, is um, access to capital. That is the biggest obstruction now for anybody who doesn't have uh, their own resources. There's no money. Banks are not lending in this industry. There's yeah. some banks that will give you a checking account at a great expense, $5,000 a month, simply for a checking account. Yeah. No bank is providing capital. Um, so people who um, you know, don't have you know, their own uh, um, source of capital, uh, they have to go to, to the big companies. There are companies like Acreage, like Sea Hunter, that provide capital at a huge cost because they can, they're the only players in the game. That can only happen at the federal level with banking regulations that, that, that reduce the bank's fear of jeopardizing their charter if they lend money to the industry. A lot of the banks want to come into the industry, but you know because it's illegal at the federal level, um, they're afraid that they'll jeopardize their charter. Um, so we do. We have seen Elizabeth Warren, um, Cory Gardner. We have seen legislation up on the up on Capitol Hill that would create basically banking. No penalties for banking in the industry. Until we see that, there are a lot of people that simply don't have the financial ability to get established in this industry, and it's a shame. Now, uh, there, there was a bill at the state house that didn't, you know, get go forward. Do you think there's any hope there, or do you think that's just kind of a lost cause, Jim? There's been some talk about, uh, well, Steve Hoffman, chairman of the Cannabis Control Commission, talking about maybe a state bank provides Which I've been talking about even before cannabis. Yes, you I, have. I would love to see a state bank. You know, you could even have a revolving fund. You know, there's revolving funds for infrastructure programs, for sewage programs, where you get seed money, you pay it back. Um, but at least it gives somebody the ability to get going to establish revenue at which to pay back the loan. Uh, Charlie Baker, the governor, who frankly has provided no leadership on this, none. I'm glad you brought that up. None. He's provided none. I'm disappointed in the governor. He opposed, as you know, he took the unusual step of officially forming the opposition committee to the campaign. Um, he lost. He also lost on charter schools that year. It was a bad year for him. It didn't affect his popularity. I get it. But the people spoke, and he has done nothing to, to show any leadership. We saw him at the opening of the casino. You know, I've yet to see him at a place like Verilife saying that, hey, I oppose this, but thank you for creating jobs. Thank you for creating new revenue. Right. I don't see how that's going to I'll him. never see him on this show either. You I mean, that's a, that's a litmus test right there. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, because there's a lot of people like Jason Lewis, Senator Lewis, who opposed it and we yep. campaigned against him. And when it was over, Jason came on the show. Senator Lewis said, I want to come on your show. Yes. But Governor Baker will never, I, I will well, put never. My, he'll never come on the show. Keep trying. Uh, Jason, great guy. I went head to head with him many times during the campaign. Uh, did everything he could to defeat question four. And like you pointed out, once the people spoke, he said, it's settled. It's time to, you know, move on. He has sponsored legislation, right? As you know, he's been on our side. He's been then. on. He's been on your side, on, on our side, on the people's side, You're right. if you will. Exactly. So you know, he's a good example. He's an example that somebody like Charlie Baker should follow, frankly. Well, I mean, you've got Alan here. He has access to at least Lieutenant Governor on occasion. So <laughs> you maybe, Polito? you know, now's your time to We're strike. Friends with her. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get her on? Because she was totally against us too. I mean, 
she was even worse than he was. <laughs> All I can tell you is that we've been looking at the delivery you know, program, which has to go through the government and also the social clubs. Uh, and it's really frustrating because I'm able to speak to the legislative analysts you know, at the Mass Municipal Association who moved over to the Cannabis Control Commission. And it's really hard. I'll give you a real, I'll try and do this quickly. When we brought the medical marijuana first, it was part of the Department of Public Health originally. Uh, and we did our zoning through the planning board for institutional for medical. We never had any, any inkling of anything anywhere that a medical marijuana facility not only would be able to have retail as well, but they would get first shot. So we were number three on the line coming down. And of course, our number three was also a medical one. In this facility here, it's nice, but I know this company here would love to move somewhere else in the town because they need more room, they need parking, easier than what we have set up, and probably from a financial standpoint, it'd be a big bonus. They're not going to sit there and take the retail and move it somewhere and keep the medical here because it doesn't make sense cost-wise. Yeah, and they're very limited. I mean, inside they have, I believe, three retail yeah. uh, registers, and so that, that, that slows the flow of uh, customers that they can handle. Uh, you know, this was the, the one thing that, you know, we didn't foresee uh, we never knew. When, when, we, when we did approach the zoning at the beginning of last year and went to town meeting. It would, by the way, the zoning bylaw that we proposed for marijuana, which limited it to the three retail licenses and set up the three, the three zones here, uh, the industrial zone, and east of uh, Depot Street along Cranberry Highway in East Wareham, it passed unanimously. And we had over 100 people at that town meeting. It's a special town meeting. You're not going to get as many people as you do at the annual town meeting. Um, but we had a good crowd there. And it, you, know, you looked out, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all long hairs. Let's put it that way. It was people who were fundamentally yeah, opposed to marijuana, but they realized it's coming. We have to regulate it. We're not going to be able to regulate it any better than this. This at least controls it and, you know, keeps, keeps sort of a lid on it so that these things just aren't popping up all over town. But a unanimous vote, I mean, I, I can't, <coughs> I, I did not expect that in the least. That is a phenomenon. That's a new thing we're seeing where people who voted against it come out. Like, I've seen this a lot at city halls and town meetings where they come out and say, I was against it, but now I want you to let this dispensary well, go uh, recreational yeah, because they, it's good for our town. They realize it. Well, they just, they, and they deserve some credit for uh, putting do. aside their personal disdain and, and doing what, what, what makes sense for society. I think we got society. one right, right over here. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me finish up also what I started. So we have two issues that are outstanding. As I said, one is delivery and the other is social clubs. Now, we're supposed to get an answer at the end of this month in theory on delivery. Delivery is really interesting because when I was because of the number of communities I represent from the two different areas that I work with, uh, they would call me up a lot of the selectmen and, and at the different town administrations because they were trying to figure what to do with their moratorium, what they could do, what they couldn't do, what was happening about the delivery. Because the problem was, say like Bourne did not go ahead and vote for marijuana. So I used to joke with my fellow selectmen, it's not a problem, we'll be glad to deliver it to your town. So when the delivery was first proposed, that was open that way. That's right. Now we don't know what they're going to do, whether the delivery is strictly in the town, it's approved or not. Mm -hmm. And there's no answer. Yeah. They, and they and the other worst part is we have a company that wants to do a Whiskey and Jane, I think they're called. They want to do Whisk and Jane. Whisk, Whisk and Jane. Jane. They want to do a, a social club. Yeah. And they're beating on us, and I'm the one that's saying, no, we're not going to do anything yet because we don't know what the rules and regulations are. I don't want to be in the same position we were 
when we had medical and then switched over to retail. Right. Whatever comes in, I wanted to come in and be clean and not have to go back and fix it. I hear it. you. And uh, the thing is, the regulations aren't totally set yet. They're and changing, they, they have drafts, and Jim can tell us all about this. Yeah, um, and uh, on another point, the delivery, li delivery license, that's another way for people to come into the industry. That's right. Uh, that can't come in now because you just it doesn't require that much capital. We're not no. talking bricks and mortar. You need a vehicle, you may need a body camera now. We'll have to see how they come out with their regulations. But that's another obstacle, the type of licenses that are available. And Steve Hoffman has mentioned this. The CCC knows it. But remember, you know, they're acting like a group who voted against, which four of them did. So, you know, we're seeing that. But overall, I think they've done a good job. I don't, you know, everybody can, we can nitpick. Um, but the, the social uh, aspect of it, it's going to be interesting to see how that rolls out. I hope delivery happens soon. I see no reason why they would want to delay that. Well, I'm getting a lot of comments. Someone, uh, oh, Scott Winters, who he's also an applicant, too. Uh, he just got uh, approved in Haverhill, the, the group he's working CNA. Great. Owned I'm by glad a veteran. to hear that. Yep. Uh, he, he says, holy crap, what a great episode. A lot of people are commenting here. Uh, well, a lot of people are watching, too. If you want to call in, 502-501-3477. How are we doing on time, Murph? I can't see you. We're doing good? We got How much more time we got? As long as we want to go. All right. Are you guys all right? Are yeah, you, fine. We should change this from the young jerks to the old jerks. The old jerks today? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, the, you know, when I, when I started, I think it was fine because I was like the oldest guy on the show and we had a bunch of young crew now. And now it becomes a big issue. Everyone keeps bringing it up to me because I get older and older. My show's getting older. Yeah, there you go. A little gray in the beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Things happen, right? Yeah. And stress. you're noting it today. But we'll, we'll, we'll have some younger people maybe later, <laughs> all right? Uh, we're maybe on the phone, 502-501-3477. Who's on the phone right now? Hello? Hi, you're on the air. What's up? What's up? Who's this? Hey, Mike. This is Scott Winters. How are you? Oh, good. What's up? No, I just wanted to say one of the best shows I've seen uh, you guys do. Really great group up there. Uh, lots of different perspectives. Um, from somebody like me, uh, you know, I, you know, I've, I've followed this and worked with this for a long time as well. Um, and hi, Jim. I want to talk to you about a few things as well. Hi, Scott. Um, nice, to, nice to see you again. Nice seeing um, you and hearing you. Uh, it's nice to see somebody from the MMA speak the way they're speaking. Um, as a guy that represented the municipality uh, here in Amesbury uh, on this topic. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to get you know a a, a real person perspective uh, on on uh, from the MMA. I was um, uh, vice chair of the Adult Use Cannabis Committee for the city of Amesbury, Massachusetts. We were the first city in the Commonwealth that I'm aware of that actually set up a a separate committee to to talk about cannabis, which has done us a great service. Uh, now, you know, like we've seen in Haverhill and such, it's you know. It, we, being proactive on this uh, topic really has paid off. Whether you're yay or nay, um, I think being pro proactive on it uh, has been has has been huge. Uh, yeah, I first uh, became aware of Scott when he led the uh, effort in Amesbury to defeat a ban attempt, and he did a great job at that. Um, and Thank you yeah, very much. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, we were both quoted in the same article that, yes. on that one, and I yeah, appreciate right. I appreciate your quotes in that article as well. It's great. Yeah, um, and we have um, to I, see. I have yep. a question. Yeah, go ahead. I have a question for you, Jim. Yep. You're 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 neck deep in all of this, and and this is some of the places you know. We're, now I work for uh, a company here, local company, local guys. Put three of his kids through school. We, mm -hmm. you know, self funded, non corporate. 
Um, uh, I, I, my role, and we're just recreational use, no medicinal use. And, and, and for the record, um, uh, to, the, to the gentleman from the MMA, uh, I fought for adult use. I, I think it's always been uh, our choice how we decide to medicate. Um, I'm a daily user under an adult use type of methodology. I, I've, I've never applied for a card. I've never asked the state for its permission on how to control my PTSD or my depression or any of those other things. And so I just wanted, I just wanted to, first of all, I'll let that be known, is that there's, there's a lot of adult users out there that just because it's called recreational doesn't mean we're sitting around a bonfire singing Kumbaya. We, you know, people are, are medicating on their own um, and have been for, for years um, to treat whatever it is that they're treating. Um, and, and whether the medicinal program has worked for them or not worked for them, you know, loss of gun rights, um, other uh, related issues to the loss of other rights because you have a, a medicinal card, um, folks, you know, have, you know, a, a veteran, right? They lose some of their federal disability stuff um, if they have a, a, a medical marijuana card. Um, things like that, right? Things that, that, that we are still fighting for in the industry. So I just want to make sure that, you know, when we talk about adult users um, or that, that, that part of it, um, it, it, it's named adult use for that reason is, is that we're kind of being put in charge and, in, and responsible for our own, our own use. Um, and using responsibly is uh, is obviously key. Did you you had a question um, in there for Jim somewhere? You said I did. Sorry. Um, so, as far as as far as um, advertising, what? So we're just an adult use shop. We're not medicinal. What can I do? Can I have a Facebook page? It's you know like you know we're at the cultivation facility. I'm interviewing our cultivation manager. Things like that. Can I do that? Um, the state. Uh, will allow you to have a Facebook page, but Facebook may not. We're seeing Facebook pull down pages that advertise cannabis at this point. Um, so that's really more of a Facebook issue than a, um, but, but than a regulatory uh, like issue. A, another uh, applicant, Mike Braze, has talked about this a lot on Facebook. And they're concerned, and I think, Scott, you'll agree with this, so you're concerned about any type of advertising, even on your end, from the CCC regulations. Is that what you're asking, Scott? What? I am, and I so, and I'm not really. I guess when I talk about advertising, I just look at it differently. I I, I want to be able to add content. Oh, um, okay. I want to show people our chocolates. Right? <coughs> I'm not advertising a sale. I realize that I can't do that, right. and I'm not trying to do that. But I want them to be able to see an interview with my CEO do you think that's be a problem, Jim? take a look I at our cultivation facility. No, the the the. And I just don't know. I suddenly just don't know if we're allowed to do that because we're the only. You know, we're in an, only an adult. So there's, there's not, very little not attached to what I can see. From what you just described, Scott, I think you're allowed to do that. I don't think the Cannabis Control Commission or any legislators or any regulatory authority would stop you from doing what you just described. Uh, whether Facebook right, stops okay. you or not, it's the platform that may stop you, and we are seeing that. Uh, but as long as you right. adhere to I, the... I, and I get that. Yeah. But you know, I'm sure you're aware that there are some regulations about if you do advertise, it has to be when children are you know, prone to watch, 21 right. plus. There are right. some things. Right. But you know, we're talking TV and, and stuff like that. But, but we haven't seen any of that advertising yet in Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm, Whether I'm we just will talking or not, about worthy yeah. content. I'm yeah, just talking about worthy I think you would be you know, okay, An interview Scott. with my CEO, an interview, a well-produced interview with you know, our head of cultivation or our, our, one of our bud tenders. No or, issue. You know, just to, so people can see who we are, what we care about, how we train, what our product is like, how we care about those products. 
that's what I want people to see. Yeah. I don't really need them it's to come down for ten percent off. I don't. That's not really what I'm talking about. I just, I just want people to be able to see that we care. I don't and, think you, know, you have we, any issue with that, Scott. None. Thank Perfect. you, Scott. Cool. Thanks, Jim. I've been having a hard time trying to find that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. That that will be Thank ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Send it to the show tomorrow, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll sign right up. <laughs> Later, Thank bro. Thank you, guys. Have a, enjoy your day. And again, wonderful episode. And I look forward to hearing, watching more from it. You too. Just want to make right, a po point also. Uh, as far as the MMA is, you know, as a member, I'm obviously <coughs> speaking not as the MMA itself, uh, because as far as the MMA goes, as a, on the board of directors, we speak about overall issues, not specific local stuff. It's, it's the overall for the state. So what we've done. As far as well, the meetings I have and stuff, we talk about what the rules and regulations are and we try and help out our fellow member communities, all 351, what, if they're going to have a moratorium or if they're going to have retail or whatever they want to do, what the rules are, what they can do, what we can't do. That's the only thing we get involved with. We don't discuss anything else with that at this point in time. So we're not pro or con or anything. We're just trying to do the best we can to make sure our members do what has to be done and not get in trouble. And that's, and that's repping the cities, the towns, and their workers? Is that, is like, what, what is, for people that don't know, what is the MMA? What is it? It's the Massachusetts Municipal Association. And they basically represent mayors, town councils, uh, selectmen, uh, finance committee members, human resource members, etc. All the major parts of a municipal government. They have all of them broken down to individual. They also have a separate division, which is really separate completely, which is an insurance division that insures a lot of cities and towns. And we basically represent them all, and we basically have a major yearly convention every January. <coughs> we bring in all the different vendors and everything else. And we lobby for rules and regulations, and we have different legislative committees I'm on too. And we sit there and we go before the House and Senate, Governor, Lieutenant Governor, and plead our, what we think is the right thing to do. Awesome. Um, I got totally off to a topic on the cannabis issue. I'm just uh, wondering because there's been uh, a big story in the Weymouth uh, compressor plant. Do you know about this? I haven't got into it yet. No, I'm I haven't sorry. Got into it. All right. I'm just wondering where the MMA is on that one. I don't. Again, what, what normally happens is when you get into an individual town or a small region sure. area, we don't get involved. Okay. All right. That's a, like a hot button issue right That's now. That's a hot button issue. I've been of, following that. I live right. You live close to Weymouth, and uh, I haven't seen the MMA weigh in. On any on side other. on that one, yeah. I don't think you will. Yeah. Uh, we're the Young Jerks. It's 502-501-3477. Uh, we have three distinguished gentlemen here, two uh, Wareham selectmen. <coughs> uh, one is on uh, a, board, a board director board with the MMA, which is the Mass Municipal Association. And we also have Jim Bogazani here, who is uh, one of the two guys I, I dealt with throughout the uh, campaign to legalize cannabis. Uh, it was Jim and Will. They led that campaign pretty much, I would say. Uh, they were doing the boots on the ground, <laughs> all the media work. Yep. You guys uh, kicked ass. Uh, and one thing I can point out about you, Mike, uh, we, you know, obviously I worked <laughs> with all the media, and the media, for the most part, covered it well, but there were some stories they just wouldn't do, and you did, and it made a difference. So, again, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for uh, sending those stories my way. <laughs> Always appreciate that. It when was we get great to it. fun. And if any, you know, that's what we do here, too. It's a good reminder. If you, all, you know, I know a lot of you already are aware, but uh, if you have tips or a story that needs to be covered, someone's not getting treated well, send them our way. Because a lot of times we're the ones who cover it first, and then 
the Globe or the Herald or whoever else picks it up later, uh, which is our role. That's what we do. We, we unearth little nuggets, little stories. We tell your stories. Uh, we're the Young Jerks. You can like us on uh, all kinds of platforms, but definitely, if you like us today, review us on iTunes. That's the number one way you can really help us today. Uh, but we're on Facebook Live and everywhere else, iHeartRadio. We got another phone call. We'll take it real quick. I think uh, we're just about out of time in this segment, but we'll take a call real quick. Who's on the Who's on the phone? Hi, um, this is uh, Dan Scotland, um, aka I am Cannabis Sativa. Oh, what's up, man? Oh, not not much. How about you? Awesome. It's like you're calling. Uh, he, he has uh, I am Cannabis Sativa. I listen to your podcast. You also uh, are are on. Uh, trying to remember the name of it anchor anchor fm that's where i listen to you anchor yeah anchor itunes uh spotify all the all the major services well thanks for calling in i'm sure you have some questions what do you got um so, so my my question is um i'm noticing like i'm just sort of comparing and contrasting sort of like because I, I do research all over the u.s and like like it just seems like even na- neighboring Nevada, no, like um, Nevada legalized the same year the Massachusetts legalized, and they have more adult use stores and medical, and their their medical opened around the same year that ours did. I think in 2015, 2016, or whatever. What can be done to sort of lo- what could be done with the current makeup of the CC CCB and the current officials and the current reality we have now to sort of shaken the tree loose and, and sort of get more stores opening because the more competition we've got, the better the prices are going to be, the more robust the mass market will be. And then my other, like, second concern, um, I, 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 I agree with what the other caller said about a lot of um, adult users um, using it for medical pain. But a lot of people that got the med card had to make the sacrifice and, you know, had to, you know, we we knew what was at stake, you know, certain rights being lost, you know, um, you know, it wasn't an easy decision to get a card. Things being on a list, but, you know, we should we should get special inventory and I'm seeing adult use stores. That um, that are co-located, running out for medical. So, those are my two concerns, and I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you. Guys, got any response on that? Yeah, uh, regarding what can be done to speed up the process, the CCC process, probably not much. We're looking at an agency that's new, that still is getting staffed up, that's still you know going working out its procedures. Uh, they have a lot of license applications before them. They they hopefully and they want to start approving more, uh, but again. They are taking their time doing it. There's probably not much external pressure that could accelerate that process. Um, what we can do is get towns to start moving a little bit quicker. We see less obstructionism from towns, with the ex- pleasant exception of Wareham, again, who have done it, I think, the right way. But we're not seeing the Wareham example in a lot of other towns. We're seeing obstruction. Uh, we're seeing, and, and that comes in a number of different ways. So that is one of the things that we can see. The CCC, there's not much we can do to sort of um, work with the machinery there, except um, just they get their processes, you know, uh, um, as they move forward uh, in place and get staffing up. That's what we'll see. But the point about Nevada, you know, he, the caller is exactly right. They moved. They moved very quickly. They moved up their timetable, and they put out 
you know, they had many more medical stores open. The, the DPH process in Massachusetts was an utter failure, um, as we all know. Definitely, and I think uh, another city or town that's doing really well is Haverhill. I'm surprised because I love I'm I'm North Shore guy. And yeah. I never would have expected Haverhill to be on the right side on this. Again, they voted again. Yes, mm-hmm. I think it's the third one they voted for. It yep. was the same vote, like seven to one or whatever it was. Yeah, almost unanimous. They are moving forward. They have a good. They put their zoning in place. I thought it was a thoughtful approach to zoning. Uh, that we we've seen some local obstructions there. You know well right. what I'm talking the about. The three and you brought your show exactly. <laughs> you brought your show to Haverhill downtown, which was a great thing. Um, but Haverhill is a good example. I'm still smiling Framingham. about that, Jim. Yeah, I know. That was you the best be. protest ever. Oh, I call a protest, <laughs> and I'm like worried because I'm like, oh man, it's Haverhill. I know Haverhill. <laughs> I grew up in this area. I don't know if people are going to show up. And next thing you know, it was 50 yoga moms. Yes. It How was, cool was that? It was like, great. And they were a, awesome. It was a great example. Framingham is another yeah. town city that's doing it right. So we are seeing some, but we're not seeing enough. So uh, I, I think that's the key. What you said too is, people need to step up and show up at their city hall the city councils it makes a difference i've seen it i mean over and over again when you show up it makes a huge difference especially the ones where it's like like here and where where they voted yes for it it shouldn't be that hard to win if they voted yes for it already because the vote now would even be bigger now because we're seeing people that voted no that want it now because they know there's money here well one of our neighboring towns that did vote yes uh took three subsequent uh special elections before they finally got a no vote uh, I'm not going to name them. They know who they are. But from my perspective, we're very happy to have their citizens as uh, VeroLife customers at yeah. this point. Yeah. Uh, they we're, voted we're three times. Three, three times. They, they so went they back, to, the they went they back to, until they got the result they wanted, yep. which was to overturn they, the Where they hold the election on Labor Day? I mean, like, well, what? <laughs> coming back again. It was a rainy Saturday, and my understanding is the, the buses, uh, the school buses were going to nursing homes. Oh, my God. Just to defeat cannabis, it's unbelievable. It's, yeah. One thing I think that the best thing for the industry in many ways is the industry itself. The more we see these operations uh, moving forward and seeing none of the problems that the prohibitionists would, would have predicted or did predict, uh, we're just not seeing that. We're seeing good operations. Uh, we're seeing um, you know, uh, the, the money is certainly there. We're seeing a demand for it. Every transaction that occurs in a place like VeraLife is a transaction that would have occurred on a street, you know, involving product sold by a person who doesn't check ID, who really doesn't know what's in the product. So I think the industry is its best advertisement now just because you know, they're doing things the right way and we're seeing the rationality of a regulated approach to cannabis. You know, one last thing I, I wanna kinda wrap it up on, um, maybe have you guys comment on, and you guys have been alluding to everything I wanted to get to next. You brought up social consumption, that was like the next topic, about the ID thing. Because I've said this over and over again, that legalization reduces teen use. Um, and the reason I say that is I was a school teacher, I was a wrestling coach, I went to public schools, I went to state college, and and, and I worked in restaurants and oftentimes the 50-year-old bartender was buying from the 17-year-old dishwasher. And not only does do they not ID on the black market, a lot of times the person who's selling hasn't had their ID checked right. and they're underage themselves and every high school had a pot dealer. And now I think you're finding that that's not happening as much and and we just saw a major study <coughs> that came out. Major study, I'm glad uh, you brought that up. Was I was just a, about uh, to. JAMA Pediatrics is a major medical study and it showed a reduce of eight percent in the number of tried it in the last 30 days of teenagers right 
Are you surprised by I'm not, but it seems like the media is surprised by this. Are I'm not in the least surprised. When you look back, and you really should go back to 1996 when California was the first state to legalize medical. If you look back all the way, we're talking an immense increase in access to legal cannabis, and we have seen no increase in teen use, the 30, 30 past day teen use, anything. The most recent study by the American Medical Association is one in many studies that show no increase in teen use. You know where the increase is in, in people over 55, people over 60, um, for many different reasons. That's where we're seeing an increase, and it's a legal purchase increase. And that's fine. A decrease of alcohol and, Correct. Op and opiates. That's right. what that's what cannabis does for older people, mm -hmm. I think. Exactly right. At the end of the day, it's just, just another intoxicant. And, you know, if you regulate it in the same fashion as alcohol, you have some control of it. And the other thing is, by, by legalizing and having retail, you, you've normalized the use of marijuana. Right. It's no longer an attractive thing to a teenager to go and sneak and do it because teenagers, I, mean, I was a teenager and I was a very sneaky one. Uh, I get away with, with murder most of the time. Uh, but but to, but to you know to, to legalize it takes kind of some of the thrill away from yeah, it. Yeah, Granny's using it. I don't want to use what Grandma's yeah, using. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I yeah. agree with that. And you're providing money to come up with maybe some you know prevention programs that that money <coughs> didn't exist before. It's money generated by the industry itself. You know, and it's 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 mandated that that money is spent on educational programs so you know I, I i just think all in all society is doing the right thing when it moves forward with a regulated recognizing it's an intoxicant we never said i'm accused all the time of saying well you always say it's it's perfectly safe yeah. you know i've never I said know, that. It's i know is that funny once the prohibitionists always come back exactly and i say no <coughs> some not people once. have allergic reactions yes uh, it's it's not definitely not good for a novice user uh, to be driving, for instance, like I mean, that's like the worst thing you can do because it trips you out, especially the first times you use it as a <coughs> teenager. You know, so teen kids shouldn't be using it. I like, I love coffee. I'm drinking a coffee right now, but I wouldn't want my 15 year old to have a coffee every morning. It's just not what we do. You yes, know, it's, it's an like Peter sense. just said, it's an intoxicant. It, it's a regulated product, and it should be. Right. But it shouldn't be something that is when it's everywhere in society, which it has been for a hundred years. That society says, "Well, let's stay with a system that has failed." That's just that's silly. So, and I'll be and I'll be glad too. I'm glad that you know, we don't have a lot of police resources in this town. Uh, for a town our size, with the number of calls, and, and Alan was talking about that earlier, uh, amongst us about uh, you know about, about the the number of calls our police handle. Uh, we're more like a city than a town. Uh, the fact that our cops don't have to uh, worry so much about you know busting people for marijuana anymore uh, is a big relief. Now they can focus on heroin, they can focus on fentanyl, they can focus on the drugs that actually kill people. Drunk driving. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and address address crime that, that's more serious in nature and more life-threatening. Uh, nobody's died from smoking a joint. And I, I think, I'm glad that you know society has finally realized that, at least in this state. All right, thank you. We're the Young Jerks. My name is Mike Crawford. We got more guests coming up. I want to thank you, gentlemen, so much for being here. Uh, Jim Borgasani from Prime Point Strategic Media. Where can people, if you know, I know that we have a lot of applicants. We've had a few call in today. If they want advice, if they want help, if they want to hire you, are you are you hireable? Or are you just uh, I you am work hireable. Too much? Yeah, All go right. to Tootster T U D E S T R dot com Tootster dot com, and that's, that's T U D T U D E S T R. 
uh, .com. And um, I'm working with a team that helps people through the application process. We help with regulatory. We help with the local approval process. And glad to help anybody that wants to get into the industry. Perfect. And uh, we have the two selectmen here. I want to thank you guys so much for coming in. Alan Slav uh, Slavin, who is with the MMA. He's also a Wareham selectman. Thank you so much. And I want to thank uh, Peter uh, Title. I got this right. Peter Teitelbaum. Yep, you got it. Got it. Wareham selectman. Thank you for coming in, too. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks. You guys were awesome. And uh, I know our audience liked it, too. I see all the comments. And uh, you guys brought a lot of information. So thank you so much. I want to give you a round of applause, too, because you guys kicked ass to make this happen in Wareham. Thanks. And Jim, Great too. show. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you all. And stick around, audience. We'll be right back. Every day, Verilife's here to help you live a higher quality of life. The massive product selection at their Wareham dispensary features superior quality flour, vapes, edibles, and more, all derived from locally sourced growers. Experience unparalleled customer service from experts whose knowledge will help you become smarter about your options. Located 10 minutes from the Bourne Bridge, make Verilife Wareham your last stop on the way to the Cape. Reserve an order through Leafly and you'll be on your way in no time. Open seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. The good vibes start at Verilife.